do you ever two hand your coffee cup? Do you ever do this? Do you ever go? Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I do that in the morning when I'm like in my PJs and I'm warming up, uh-huh. and I'm just like, you know, ooh, I'm I don't want to get out of bed. Ooh, I, I do the two hands. <laughs> Because oh. I'm nothing if not extremely manly, Jason. <laughs> Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, The Sins of the Fathers, Chapter 5. Hey, I like your, um, we're, we're doing the real show here now. I like your, oh, okay. I like your hoodie. Oh, thank you. Star Wars, yeah. It's, it's a, like it's a, like a, it's, it's like the old school because they're not going to be able to see the pictures on sure. the podcast. It's the, it's like the the old school seventy seven sort of. I'm going to call it the pyramid logo. Is that yeah? Is, the, that, is that okay yeah. to say that? You think? Yeah, I, I think it's acceptable. Yeah, and it's then with, sort of that shape, yep. and then with like a rainbow horizontal stripe across. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a it's it's a nice design that's a little bit understated, but uh, very uh, very nerdy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is one of my favorite hoodies. And uh, went and saw a film years ago when I first got it with my mother for her uh, her Mother's Day gift that year. We went and saw It Chapter 2. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. She's, I was wearing like an, a jacket over this sweatshirt. She was like, yeah. I like your sweatshirt. That looks really, that's a good color on you. I like the rainbow. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's Star Wars. And she was like, oh. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what she liked it. got against Star Wars? She, it's it, that that could be a whole other podcast, Jason. But it all <laughs> it all started with the prequels because she was like, I thought I knew what happened at the end of Return of the Jedi. Then all of a sudden, I watched the next one, and Luke was a little kid. And I went, Yeah, there's no <laughs> Luke wasn't in the next one, Mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, then why should I watch it? I believe was her answer, and I thought, Well, you know, you're not a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> Your your opinion is shared by millions. Right, exactly. Wow, you just went from not caring about Star Wars to being one of its biggest quote unquote fans. Good job, Kim. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong. Oh, that's terrific. <laughs> and 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 you're wearing another. It, it's hoodie weather in the in the Midwest. Your folks, you're wearing it a Milwaukee Bucks sweatshirt. I like that. As yeah, well. I I got this from my mother in law for the for the uh, recent holiday season. Nice. Um, Very well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M- mothers and sweatshirts. Am I right? It, it's what they do best. They really, <laughs> right. they really knock it out of the park with that. Absolutely. Um, uh, speaking of knocking things out of the park, <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> I, I really feel like I, I put it in my notes, and we'll we'll talk in greater detail about it. But I really feel like the the biggest takeaway I had from this Rocket Racer episode was the somebody in the writers' room sort of just you know. <laughs> clapping their hands throwing their feet up on the desk and then you know doing the old uh, yeah re- hands re- hand, behind the head hands yeah, yeah, yeah. reclining going well racism solved yeah we <laughs> solved <know>? racism <laughs> there goes my white guilt <laughs> <laughs> what's the next issue we should tackle in, yeah in 20 and a half minutes uh yeah, on, ni- on saturday ni- morning 1996 man it uh-huh. was a weird time it was a weird time yeah, yeah, I I want to I want to also mention because I'm looking at the I'm looking at the synopsis uh, that's mm-hmm. available on your uh, um, fandom.com uh, you know thing there um, <laughs> that that I peruse periodically for these sure uh, but so you know so you get some images from the show very um, uh, very spot on contemporary outfit for uh, Robert Farrell the Rocket sure. Racer character right. A right. T-shirt that looks like it's two or three sizes too big, yeah, and um, uh, jeans that uh, 
baggy. Also, also look pretty baggy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, did he rock a backwards hat at one point too, or just a, the skater helmet? I, I think just remember. the skater helmet. Yeah. The skateboarder helmet. Right, right, right. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. The nineties were a crazy time kids. It, it's funny to think that someone might be watching this and not remember a mm-hmm. time like that and just think what the heck was wrong with us. But you know, <laughs> Here, here we are. You know, here we, we th- are. We, I, don't you remember when we were in college thinking the same thing, kind of about the the eighties and um, how how weird like fashion and pop culture from the eighties seemed, and then that's all yeah. back now. That's like that's yeah. that's like yeah, what's yeah. cool now, right? The, yeah, the, you were saying you see guys with mullets. Mullets. Your, there's yeah. There's there's scrunchies. There's crimped hair. There's a lot yes, of pastels seen, being worn now by the by yeah. the kids. Yeah, it's I don't know. I I don't know, and I'm sure our parents were just shaking their heads like we mm-hmm. thought this stuff was going to go away, like the '70s for my parents. Like, right, right, we thought this stuff would go away, and then all of a sudden we all like the Brady Bunch for some reason. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, we and so. we were all dressing like Greg Brady. Well, not like Greg Brady. Who were we dressing like? Well, probably Peter Brady, like the the striped shirts, yeah. the short sleeve like mm-hmm. dress striped shirts, yeah. and the and the loud pants, and yeah. I tell right. you though, Jason, mm-hmm. no matter what you're. There's always one guy I see every year in this cold weather that we're in now wearing shorts and, and sandals with socks. You, you see it. <laughs> is, you wait, is, it, see it. is it Bruiser? Is it Bruiser from Nelson Hall every year? That's... <laughs> yes. Bruiser. Do you remember Bruiser? From I, the... I remember I remember hearing of Bruiser. I never met Bruiser. You never got a chance to meet him? Okay. No. Friend, no. friend of friend of me and my, you know, my, my roommates uh, from the mm-hmm. dorm and... Uh, it was well known that Bruiser uh, had a policy where uh, he did not wear long pants unless the temperature was below zero Fahrenheit. Did you ever ask him why? Because every time I see one of these punks in a grocery store, I want to I want to know why and get off my lawn he, as a follow up. He just said it was because he was he was hot. Um, and I, honestly, at Bruiser's at, at Bruiser's body mass. Um, yeah, yeah. I can understand him being hot in a lot of situations like his his blood pressure was probably through the roof at the time. I haven't seen right. Bruiser in about 10 years now, and I, and I wish him nothing but the best. He was, he was a, you think a, he's still with us? A good guy. I, I, I would assume so. He yeah. didn't die of yeah. frostbite or hypothermia. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. The last time I saw him, actually, he was wearing pants. Oh, it must have been below zero. It, I, think, I think it was just that. He it was a grown up and has a job now. He retired. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. The majority of the people that I see now here in Wisconsin are men, young men in high school, sure, mm-hmm. or college. You know, yeah. usually yeah. once you once you get married and have kids, your partner's like, "What mm-hmm. are you doing? Put yeah. pants on." It's, yeah, it's thirty one degrees outside. Right, yeah. right. And she'll she'll say like, "I'm not going out with you unless you put pants on," and then. Like if it's Fine. if it's if it's early enough in the marriage, you're gonna put the pants on right away. But then you know if you make it through longer than that, you're gonna go well. You, and you think about choice. it for a second, but then <laughs> yeah. you, then you put the pants on. Yeah, fine, <laughs> fine, yeah. But yeah, that's what we were doing in the '90s, but never mm-hmm. went away. But some of these other fashions sure did, and and I'm sad to see that they're coming back. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we get we get the the youth represented in sort of a contemporary time in this episode, right? Like like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a show about youth is what this episode's all about, right? And youth, youth of an urban persuasion. Yeah, it, it's about the uh, the pitfalls and the uh, the hardships of the urban youth of the '90s, right? Yes, right. That's right. like that's like thematically what they're going for in this episode, right? It, it and you mentioned 
the writers were trying to solve racism, but I, I think you're onto something in your notes. You said there was probably like a story that they were inspired by on like a, a news magazine program in sure. 95, a, a 2020, a Dateline NBC, a 60 minutes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. here's what the youths of the inner city have to do to feed and, and, and medicate their sick mothers kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, so the, re- let's, I'm just, let's just go the, through the quick and dirty plot points. Uh, there's, um, uh, there's a bank heist, uh, uh, Robert Farrell, the the black kid on the skateboard, um, he uh, he accidentally sort of runs into one of the uh, uh, one of the bad guys running from the bank heist after picking up medicine for his sick mother. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to be, he used to be a banger or something like that. They don't use that word, but like that's that's the impression we're supposed to get. I think. Yeah, he used to run on the wrong side because the, the cops crowd. know him. Like as soon as like he he happens to pick up some money that is dropped by one of the bad guys, and the cops are like there immediately. Yeah, and they're like good to <laughs> see like, you again. Nice old, to see again. Old, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they exactly. book him and they take him in. Um, right. and then uh, it, so he um. He deci- he gets he gets bailed out by the white people because that's what that's what happens. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yep. <laughs> and then he decides hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll just try a life of crime anyway if they're if they're right. just going to think I'm living a life of crime. Um, right. And that's he, his mom doesn't want him to do that. She you know makes it sort of evident by uh, the dialogue that she's fed. Um, and then he, uh, breaks into a, uh, he breaks into like a, like a diamond vault, um, changes his mind, uh, helps Spider-Man foil the quote unquote bad guy of the week. Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and ultimately he sort of, you know, uh, realizes that, uh, science is really, uh, and, and staying on the straight and narrow is what's going to be best for him and his mother. Right. Yeah. He kind of turns his back on the law and being a good citizen around the same time as he turns his back on science. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and for me, I was equally head scratching over those two choices. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. are, like, is he is he implying that science is just for the straights, for the squares, for the for the man, uh-huh. if, as uh-huh. it were? Is that is that the implication here? You think, Jason? I, I guess I, I you know, the they're on my second viewing. I will say I, I might have like just missed or or been been just dumbfounded enough that I wasn't paying real close attention. But there is a there is a, a scene between him and Spider-Man in the grocery store that his mother owns. Cause of course she has a grocery store. Right. Um, she's urban lady. Um, you know, so pro- one, has like a bodega or something right, on the corner. Right. right. Sure. I guess. And, um, uh, but anyway, he, 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 Spider-Man is like, Hey, uh, or, or no, I think it's Peter Parker who shows up. Uh, he talks to Peter and, and Peter's like, Hey, come back to science class. And the kid's like, I ain't got time for no science class. I got to help my mom, you know, or yeah, 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 exactly. Science, science, science ain't making me no money. Exactly. Know. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Science isn't going to make my mom healthy. Well, actually, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Hold on there. Hold wait on. a minute. I see a fallacy in his argument. here. And I'm, yeah. and I was thinking that that was Spider-Man who came and talked to him. Cause it right after that scene, Spider-Man is swinging through the city. Uh, I don't know if you knew the Spider-Man and Peter are the same person, different outfit. But anyway, oh, Spider-Man is swinging man. through the city going, ah, if I, if only there was some way I could get through to him that science is really going to uh, 
be the best thing for his life or, or, or something right, like right. that, you know? Right. Yep. Like, uh, yeah. If only, if only I could, if only I could teach this, teach this kid what we white pe- people already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that is our job as white people, right? <laughs> so you can tell we, we noticed. I'm being sarcastic, just so everybody knows I'm being sarcastic. Okay. You, you can tell that we noticed this episode is kind of fraught here in the future yeah. with some, it's with some cliches and some, uh, uh, some, some just uh, uh, difficult, um, uh, yeah, cliches. What's a what's another what's another word for the cliches tropes. that I'm talking about? Yeah, a lot of tropes. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's yeah. um, yeah. It, 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 and and I th- I think what I said in my I'm looking at my notes here. Yeah, they're they're trying to deal with contemporary in the 90s contemporary racial and socioeconomic issues, but here in the future, that's that always there's a lot of cringing and eye rolling at at, yeah. at at this point because we were like yeah I, you know i never really i never really realized you and you never do i guess i never really realized back in the 90s how much things were were going to change in that area right because didn't it because because yeah. because we the 90s the 90s felt very post-racial to us white yeah, people in, in the upper midwest but it yeah. wasn't at all and no, we reali- no. We realize now that, like, it must have seemed that way to a lot of white people and a lot of popular media. This yeah. is this is sort of. Do you think it's fair that the, the to look at this as like a time capsule of that and to say, like, is it like is it worth watching for that reason? To say, boy, look at look at how far off they were on this, or right. how they how really the difficult this interpretation is to swallow in in, well, in the twenty twenties. I, I absolutely I think it's a, it's a good indication it shines a spotlight on that but also if you go back and watch the most popular sitcoms of the 90s which to me is Seinfeld and Friends mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. safe to say sure mm-hmm. no people of color on that show on those shows at all Jason yeah like yeah. none of the people involved with that show the writers the the, the actors none of them would ever say they're racist but mm-hmm. representation yeah which is it which is still something that we're struggling for in 2023 didn't exist in the nineties. I mean, if we're going to be real about it, it didn't exist. And then you get a show like this where it's trying and swinging for the fences to really be what we call these days, I guess, woke or to be progressive Uh is probably a better word for it. I like that word a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, And really it just, it just magnifies all the problems we still had with, with racism that like you mentioned, the white people solve all the black people's problems. Mm -hmm. The black Mm -hmm. people are, are going to struggle more with crime the black people are going to be, you know, sort of doomed to own a grocery store that gets robbed. Like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not helping as much as I think it, as much as I think it's trying to, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, there were, and, and I put in my notes that it felt like an after school special uh, at times because, mm-hmm. or maybe more, more aptly, it would be when we would watch those sitcoms in the nineties and it was a, very special episode. A very special episode. Like yeah. this felt like a very special, very special episode, episode of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like in in today's episode, we talk about solve and and get past <laughs> racism. <laughs> the the only thing that would have made it more special would be if Spider Man had come back on the screen, a la like you remember like the old GI Joe cartoons. Yeah, if he had come back on the at the yeah. end and said, "Look, we solved a lot of crimes this this week, but right. we had you know we had a lot of fun." But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
the one crime that we still, you know, that I'm still working on is let's treat our black brothers and sisters like we should, you know, something that was still not quite right. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. Yeah. Trying hard. Yeah. And yeah. and I I will admit to not having, you know, dug into it very far. I don't know. I don't know what the writing staff was like on this show. The thing is, the thing is, uh, John Semper Jr., who, if you're paying attention to the credits, yeah. his name is all over this thing all the way through. Yeah. And he's kind of he's kind of the final word on on the whole series as far as like writing and producing and like a showrunner kind and, of yeah and and his and his he's his name is top of the writing credits of like every single episode right so let's uh, track him down let's get him on the podcast he's got some answers to give us not, <laughs> he's not a black guy and i and i oh, and, okay and i don't think that he i'm i'm just guessing that they didn't really have people of color in that writer's room no either Mm-mm. um and so you know, again, here in the future, we can say, well, maybe you missed the mark then. We, we can generously say here in the future, you missed the mark then on trying to present this story without having any real world experience with it. Short of that, you know, that uh, episode of 2020 you saw last year, you know. <laughs> right, um, right. And, and, and yeah. yeah, they're in their pocket. They're in their little, you know, bubble. Mm-hmm, and I don't mm-hmm. think they really understand what it truly is like. And now, and, and I don't think we're saying that we understand either. We're no, just saying that we're just saying no. that we we're just saying that now we realize we don't know, and we're right. not, and we're not going to try to uh, sort of assume we can tell that story effectively. But if this episode was made now, a, a, a mm-hmm. person of color would be brought into the writers' room and and would have said. You know, either this is inaccurate or mm-hmm. let's just scrap this whole thing. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> or here, mm-hmm. let me do it. You know, like, let me try to tell you what it's really like. Sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Would, would this story have been more effective if it would have been with a person of color character that already existed in this universe, like a Robbie Robertson, if it would have been his story? Mm. Be- because for me, it just, I don't think it would have solved the problem. But mm-hmm. I think it was kind of like, what was the point of introducing this character other than it's a token character? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know I, if you would have felt that that would have made any difference. Yeah. I, I guess it's it's hard for me to conceptualize, I you know, how they, because at the end of the day, too, we're talking about Spider-Man, right? Like, we've got a, <laughs> we've also, <laughs> we're... We're having we're having a very kind of you know grad school uh, yeah uh, sort of conversation here. about right about a, a, a kids cartoon show with uh you know a, a guy who shoots webs out of his hands um right Spider Man so, is not real right but I mean but what I'm saying is at the end of the day it's still a Spider Man cartoon so you've got to have uh you've got to have a bad guy who can get picked up by the cops and you've got to have you know, mm-hmm. you've got to have a, a a lot of action sequences and right. um and do stuff like that. Whereas if you if you tried to tell this sort of story through like a an established Robbie Robertson character, you got to think, well, how would we do that? How would we do that and still hit those Spider Man marks, so to speak? You know, right, right. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it would be better if this episode just didn't exist. <laughs> You know, like it might it's be, not yeah. a terrible episode, but uh-huh. it in the long, the long sort of story arc here. I don't really know mm-hmm. where it's going to stand. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough thing. The uh, and you know, I dug into the I, I dug into the background a little bit of the of the character Rocket Racer. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna just uh, pardon me. Look at this. Look at this a little bit here. Uh, First appearance was Amazing Spider-Man 172 yep. uh, in 1977. So, 
Uh, and then he was kind of, he, he was in and out uh, a few okay. times in a few different iterations of, uh, you know, um, some heroic and then uh, not so heroic uh, team ups um, and and did a did a couple other, um, you know, uh, sorts of uh, cameo uh, mm-hmm. type appearances here or there. Y- you look at his fictional biography there's nothing in it that really that really says oh this is this is the character to tell this uh you know this uh story of of uh uh urban uh i, I don't know uh, strife yeah right. yeah there there's so nothing, there's nothing no, in it no his, sick mother no grocery I th- store i mean i think there's a sick mother and there's you know it, it there's like a there's like he's the he's the oldest kid in like a big family who you know of course, has no dad because they're black. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, outside of that, um, yeah, really outside of the character's blackness, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that says, oh, yeah, this is the way to do that, you know? Right. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah. I think they were trying to sort of shoehorn in a political, not political, but like a, a sort of social, social societal, commentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Mm-hmm. There's the phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into this one character. And yeah. again, that's not the role of a person of color. That's not right, their job right. is to make us less racist. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, uh, I don't know. There, there's, uh, there's a lot of, it, there's a lot of issues to, to try to get over here. Just right. Just to get at the story, which right. again is not super well told. They, they did, they, they, the other thing here is you can tell that it's like the the character of Robert Farrell, the rocket racer himself, is you, you can tell he's kind of a mashup of of like probably a handful of real world stories and, and, and vagaries and stuff like that. I mean, there's like uh, I'm trying to think, look back here and remember what are some of the what are some of the things that they're that they had. There was like um his mom has a very non-specific illness. It's just right. sick mother. Sick. She needs to right. lay. She needs to lay down a lot. Like, well, <laughs> what? What is? What is? She got cancer. Right. You know, they don't right. say. They don't say cancer. They don't right. say anything. Um, right. And she, she was, sees she, something on TV that disturbs her, and it makes her feel bad. <laughs> right. That <laughs> sickness. Yeah. <laughs> the, um. I mean, it's, he's a skateboarding kid. You know, like skateboards were probably, you know, and, and like doing tricks on skateboards that feels right. very that Giving feels your... very like tony hawk kind of you know uh cutting edge for the 90s i don't know it's just it, it, right it's kind of random and and uh it just I, i'm the what's the best word transparent flat uh yeah obvious uh, yeah, yeah yeah not subtle at all i right. mean even yeah. to the point of i think around the three minute mark I was. I wrote down. This is what writers that were adults thought kids in the '90s did for fun. Right. Skateboarded and then gave it commentary like, "Oh, is he going to hit that mark? Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, watch him do a Mickey twist. Now he's going to do an ollie. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what we did in 1996. I guess you uh, know, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. totally got the finger on the pulse of the youths. And I also liked. I know it's ahead, but I wrote down at the 15 minute mark. There is a headline that says, "What's happening to youth today? <laughs> did you see that? Yes. Yes." which they put yeah, that yeah. in the show <laughs> yeah that is that could someone have been, said that could have been the title of the episode <laughs> what's happening to youth today <laughs> and then there was like an article and it was front page right top of fold <laughs> you know like it was the headline in new york city <laughs> in new york city right right 
extra extra read all about what's happening to the youth today front page and then there was an article written about you know and not written by j3 just written by a staff writer like right, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of crime because of the youths i mean it was the equivalent of you know kids what's the matter with kids these days from bye bye birdie like right, it was right in a headline form yeah i i yeah oh, that's yeah 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 um <laughs> One of the things that I, the the big complaints that I had about, you know, like, what could you have done to, you know, to punch this up or to make it take what they had and, and, and do it better or do it differently, you know, putting aside the things we've already talked about that are, uh, that it, it's clear that there are issues there. Um, there was... It was it was so compact. It was clear that they were that they had some complex ideas they were trying to convey, but this the format doesn't have nearly enough time to do it, and so you ended up with lots and lots of telling and barely any showing, showing. Yeah, with which with this kind of story, you really need that to make the characters uh, feel real. You know, right? If, if you've if you've got people like the like the scenes with Robert and his mother are all just a snooze fest to me. Yeah. Like, like there's nothing. I tuned it out. I'll tune it, it out, to be honest. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. None of it, none of it really uh, does anything. It, they, 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 they force the story forward at every, at every move um, right. with, with this dialogue. That's just kind of sandwiched in between the, um, the skateboarding and web slinging. So uh, that was, that was disappointing as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just it, it really just felt like I don't want to say boring, but it was boring because it was like they're swinging for these big fences for the fences here, going for these social commentary things, but nothing quite landed. So mm-hmm. it all just kind mm-hmm. of became white noise to me after a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah. On a on a lesser extent, I guess the B story here was in some ways a little bit more interesting in the Spider Man story because mm-hmm. there's there's a a really good moment of moving forward from Felicia Hardy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I thought that was probably that in it of itself could have been a more exciting a story and make mm-hmm. the stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah, just make yeah. the rocket racer thing sort of a B story, but I, I don't know because yeah, yeah. rocket racer is not going to be like a villain of the week. His story no. is told from start to finish in this one episode. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm there's no payoff in the long run. Whereas we know we're going to revisit Felicia Hardy, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. she has a new love interest. Spider-Man wants her, but Peter Parker doesn't or vice versa. I don't really know how that all works, but <laughs> right, it's, it's like, right. I don't know if he's just becoming a split personality <laughs> now, but you know, like yeah, <laughs> that yeah. kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm here for. That's, and that's, mm-hmm. I feel like they're planting seeds of that more. Is that how you felt about that B story? Yeah, that was. I mean, you're absolutely right that in the in the uh, larger arc, that was where the only real interesting things happened. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. this this didn't uh, the 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 stuff about Rocket Racer did not advance uh, anything, anything sins of the father related. Um, right. I I appended my notes after I send them to, sent them to you. Uh, just. Uh, and I, I think I'm just going to remember this heading for the rest of this season. Um, uh, heading of the father who sinned. I, I don't know who the father who sinned was in this no. one. I said maybe no. Peter Parker as a father figure uh, to the science <laughs> students. I don't, I, you know, or the father <laughs> of of Rocket Racer sin because he wasn't there to help with yeah. the sick mom. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I, don't know. I know. I keep writing down what sins, what father. <laughs> That's my note. <laughs> 
but you're right with uh with felicia um there we we kind of picked that story up right after the kiss he says i can't have a girlfriend she ends up going out i think i also uh said we got to put a pin in this jason phillips character um yeah philip masondale yeah is the full name right Oh, in, is the, that... uh, in the comic books, is Jason Philip Masondale Jr. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I think... I, Did they just call him Jason Phillips? I think Phillip they just called him Jason Phillips in this. All right. Yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, he obviously... It's pretty clear he's going to be somebody. Did you notice in the in the final scene when he's dropping her off at his house, he decides to... He, Jason Phillips, decides to pronounce her name Felicia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really emphasizes every syllable. Yeah. That's how you get on her good graces. I would like, that's not my that's not my name, but okay. Felicia, what is wrong? Right, exactly. Very. Um, the, your pronunciation very, of my name is wrong. That's what's with. wrong, sir. Yeah, you sound a lot like Morbius. You know, like trying to move on here, man. <laughs> but I, I liked how he he was. She was like, I did have a good time, but and then she's like. But nothing. Let's go out again. But nothing. It's and then, it's and all then good. If, if you're in his shoes, you're, you're like, okay. Yep. <laughs> you're not like questioning anything. Like, Perfect. wait, what was? What did you? What was the pause there? Like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> well, I'll you know, take it as a yes. In 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 a similar way, Brian, to the you know the the reality that you and I cannot really ha- have any explicit understanding of the experience of uh, uh, urban black people in the nineties. We True. also we also have no idea what rich people are really are, are really doing True. with their with their interpersonal relationships, right? Right, right. They're so, in a whole other world that we'll never be invited. We'll never sit at that table. Don't yeah. don't understand yeah. what they've got going on. But but obviously he has a lot of money. She has a lot of money. There's yeah. got to be something uh, that's going to happen there. Um, and I, on paper they're a good match, right? It, they seem to be. They seem to be. Yeah. Uh, we haven't said a word yet, with good reason, about the quote-unquote main villain of this week's episode and i just oh. i uh i just want to it's because it's because there was really no purpose in talking about him at all <laughs> no is this, is that his name wheelie i think it's just wheel wheel okay. yeah yeah and then it and then he i think it's because he had that last name that he decided you know what would be a great <laughs> a great thing for me a big wheel that a wheel, i a gyro that wheel I, that i rob yeah. places with so so yeah. the thing is, it was his destiny. Yeah, it was. It really was. <laughs> but his entire character is basically conveyed through uh, the couple of scenes where he's driving the big wheel and talking about how much he love he loves great timing. Mm-hmm. And then he has uh, like two lines of dialogue in that uh, in that hideout scene where he basically gives us his backstory. Where he's like, it, it's it, it's painfully. Uh, uh, explicit that it's almost as if he would were to just say I used to be an aeronautical engineer and then I turned to a life of crime and I stole some things from the government and that is what is making us rich now let's go and keep doing that and his henchmen love it they think it's (laughs) the funniest thing everything he says is hilarious right right it's just yeah and and that was my backstory in three (laughs) sentences yeah and that was the main villain of the week. I don't right. know, man. It was they, yeah, swung swung for the fences, and this is a big strikeout for me. Right, just now, uh, massive did, K. Did Jackson Wheel appear in the comics at all? Did you? Do any yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he and and uh, and um, he was uh, he was also involved with uh, Rocket Racer. So I mean that oh, okay. that much that much of this episode has some 
accuracy. has some accuracy from the, from the pages of the Amazing Spider-Man. But right. uh, yeah, but the rest of it. Mm, mm, do you think? I don't know. Do you think? Do you think Rocket Racer is a compelling enough character that he should have been in other adaptations in Spider-Man? Like, do you think he could have been a villain or a character in a Sam Raimi or? You know what I mean? New Tom Holland Spider-Man, or is he just kind of a I mean a, may- a footnote? I, you know, maybe if they kind of punched up his story a little bit, and you know, yeah. decided to I he's you know given the given the state of the Spider media today, yeah, um, I could see him uh you know ending up in like a, a Spider Verse movie, you know, like yeah. an animated Spider Verse movie, uh, mm-hmm. and and just you know done in a more compelling, interesting way, because um, yeah. he because in a in a sense he's he's kind of he's kind of the uh, flip side of Peter Parker, uh, and I'm talking about from a like racial and socioeconomic standpoint. You know, he's like he's like he's like the black kid from the city. Right. Who, who didn't maybe uh, uh, luck into the same sorts of situations that Peter Parker did, even though he's just as smart and and uh, resourceful. Um, you know, he 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 ends up in a in a wholly different situation, even though you know maybe they're uh, maybe in a in a, a different version of the universe, uh, their roles could be reversed or something like that. You know. Yeah, I thought that that was kind of hinted at even in this episode that mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he had a he had an option to to make better choices and he could have gone a different way. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe Spider Man is the father figure here because he needs mm-hmm. to tell him about the with great power spiel. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. So, uh, that it's kind just of kind of interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad character at all, but I think it's interesting that I, I mean, there have been so many Spider-Man movies now. I've read a good handful of Spider-Man comics and I literally have never heard of this character before. So I was just yeah, yeah. curious where he kind of would fit into the greater, you know, Spider-Man mythos. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We did screw up a little bit by not having friend of the podcast and uh, Eisner award winning uh, oh. writer uh, Sean McKeever on because he actually did put Rocket Racer in a Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane uh, oh. issue once, although it, it seems like that was just sort of uh, cameo. Like, okay. Like didn't not really, a, didn't not really a main story. Yeah, didn't really do anything in the story other than appear there. So, so well, anyway, so well, I'm just saying he's been recycled. You know, he's yeah, he's, he's been, been used through the wash a couple of times. Yeah, right. He's mm-hmm. been used more than this one time or two times. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so there's you, you never know. There. You might see him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something there, Jason. There's something there, and maybe someday we'll find out what that is. But certainly not in this episode from September of 1996. Yeah, that was not, yeah, not it. Yeah. Uh oh oh. Last comment. I just got to sneak this one in here. There's uh, also I have one too. We might have the same one. Uh, okay. In the in the final scene after oh, yeah. Spider-Man catches the bad guys at the uh, who are, who are going <laughs> to torch the grocery store. Yep. Catches them. Strings them up says yep. I always wanted to hang with the homeboys and that was oh that was, that was the biggest face was, palm moment yeah the, oh man my palm wasn't big enough to cover enough of my head Brian yeah I just wrote at 20 minutes oof <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's because of that line in fact I know it's because of that line hanging with the home like oh. what would be more offensive hanging with the homeboys or hanging with the homies like yeah yeah, yeah. I don't man. know I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I did think of Clueless, and that was a good movie. <laughs> so it gave me that. But that was rolling with the homies, right? Right, right. Oh, <laughs> lordy. Um, 
you know, in my in my initial review of this episode, I, I gave it a two and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna dock it another half. Spider Brian, two radioactive spiders. It's uh, um, they 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 tried their best, but it just uh, it had lots of problems and doesn't hold up at all. I'll give it two as well, but I do I all do want to give props for uh, Disney Plus. Not only did they not pull this episode, they didn't give us a trigger warning. They just, they just <laughs> right. were like, "You're you're on your own." I mean, you're here. <laughs> Bless your hearts, you know? <laughs> Damn the torpedoes. Yep. Full speed ahead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Two radioactive spiders for me as well. So hopefully next week will be a good reset, right? We get. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we, we get, get, we get we're, Daredevil. We're getting Daredevil next week. So he's yeah. he has long been one of my favorite Marvel uh, characters um, and uh, uh, love when he and Spidey team up. So uh, yeah. looking forward to that. Please don't let me down. John Semper Jr. <sighs> Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Fingers crossed really hard this time. (laughs) All right, buddy. Uh, Well, we'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on Instagram at Spidey's Amazing Fans. You can reach us by email, SpideyFansPodcast at gmail.com. Our cover art was created by Rob Momarts. Follow him on Instagram to see his latest work. Remember, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.